Hey, you're listening to Cut for Time, a podcast from Faith Church located on the north side of Indianapolis. My name is Claire Kingsley. Each week, I'll sit down with one of our preaching pastors to discuss their Sunday sermon. Cut for Time is a look behind the scenes of sermon preparation, and they'll share with us a few things that we didn't hear from the sermon on Sunday. Thanks for listening. Hey, Jeff, welcome back to Cut for Time. You've been um, out of the habit or the routine of having to record cover time for a while since you um were out teaching that class for kts and so uh it's good to have you back thanks it's good to be back so um let's start with your sunday recap what did you preach on and um can you summarize you know your main takeaway or main point of your sermon for us Yeah, so Paul is kind of summarizing, in a sense, everything that he's talked about in the book of Galatians. And so we were looking at this very last section in chapter 6, verses 11 through 18, where uh, Paul is again pointing out the the problems with uh, and and the downsides of looking to anything other than the cross of Jesus for our identity, for a sense that we really know God and belong to him. And reminding us that, uh, you know, the, the, these Judaizers, in, in his case, were wanting believers to be circumcised so they would have something to boast about in uh, how they had made these converts or taught them the real way of knowing God. And Paul says, no, no, not only does that not necessary, it's not what makes you close to God. Uh, the, the only thing that we can really boast in is in Christ and what he's done for us. And so we talked about uh, looking at what that, what that means is it forces us to see both the offense of the cross uh, and the reason we struggle to find our identity, our boast in the cross is because it humbles us. But then it actually brings a great glory and a freedom too, because when we come humbly before God and acknowledge that I can't do anything. I can't contribute anything. Uh, that's what frees us. It's, it's a radically freeing humility that really gives us a significance in what Jesus has done. And, and then that leads into looking at the power of the cross too, which is how God lives in us and helps us to live out the life that he's given us in Christ. So it's a totally different way of finding our life and our identity. Uh, Nothing in this world can do that, Paul says, not religious obedience, not being good people. It's only in knowing God and Jesus Christ that gives us that kind of security and significance. Uh, Mm -hmm. And and that's what's really freeing and empowering. Mm -hmm. You did wrap up the series for us this Sunday. And um, when the Galatian church is hearing this letter for the, for the first time, they're hearing it in one sitting. And what is the lasting impression they're going to walk away with as a church, you know, application for a whole body of believers that we also should keep in mind now as we are um, recalling this entire series, what's our lasting impression as well? Not as a, just an individual, but as you know, faith church or the global church. Yeah, that, and that the way you phrased it is exactly right, because what Paul is really addressing is not even so much how do we get saved, but how do we live as God's people? Because the real problem here is in their context, which we don't really 
relate to directly, you know, was these Jewish believers saying, no, you really have to take on the marks of Old Testament obedience to the law mm-hmm. to know that you're in Christ. And, and remember earlier in the letter that led to this problem of Peter and other Jewish believers withdrawing from the Gentiles and causing this division. And one group of people is looking down on the other by something that had nothing to do with what it means to know Jesus. And so that was exactly the challenge that Paul was addressing for these people. It wasn't just about what this means for me individually, but what does it mean for us as a community and and being the people of God together. And Paul wants to say, look, God has called us together in Christ, through Christ. And, And that's our basis for unity and love across all the differences and the distinctions. You know, again, in their day, Jew and Gentile, in our day, yeah, maybe it's ethnic differences. Uh, maybe it's uh, a number of things that would divide us politically or culturally or socially, uh, economically. Um, and and Paul would say, I think in the same way that he was saying to these Galatian believers, he would say to us, look, the things that we kind of look out into the world Mm-hmm. and find some kind of identity and and maybe we get this sense that we have the moral high ground because you know I hold to this or I do this or I don't do that uh, and and then we can start to look down on other believers that don't have the same convictions or they don't agree with us on some secondary issue and Paul's saying no 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 you're united in Christ. It, it is only the cross of Jesus that can be the ground for any kind of boasting. If you want something to boast about, boast in the fact that you were so messed up and broken that it took the death of God's son to save you. And boast about the fact that in Christ, you have an identity and a righteousness. And, and when we really see that and live out of that, it creates a community of radical graciousness and acceptance and uh, humility about ourselves and a welcome to others. It's not, it's not compromising about sin. It's not compromising about, uh, you know, what it means to fundamentally know God and be reconciled to him in Jesus. But it's saying all those other things that, that we tend to, you know, want to draw distinctions and divide over are so much less important than what we have together in Christ. And, and when we focus on who Jesus is and what he's done for us, that creates a community of unity and love and preferring one another and bearing one another's burdens and demonstrating the fruit of the spirit towards each other in love and patience and kindness and gentleness. I, I think it's, you know, it's a different context, obviously, that Paul is writing into, but it's the same issues that, that mm-hmm. we the church continues to struggle with just as long as we live in this world. Mm-hmm. Yeah, thank you. So is there anything that you needed to cut for time on Sunday? Oh, I ran across a, a great observation from someone uh, looking at this passage that uh, really helps uh, bring this together. We, uh, you know, Paul's talking about boasting and, you know, we sometimes we could think of that in terms of, you know, glory or prestige. And the interesting thing is the word prestige comes from an old, uh, an old French word, which means trick or illusion or deceit. Uh, It, it, 
from about the early 1800s, it started to be used in the sense of an illusion about one's personal merit or importance, and then gradually came to mean a reputation for excellence or importance or authority. So we hear the word prestige, and it gives us the idea of like, oh, I'm something important. I'm someone mm -hmm. important, and I have something to boast about. But literally, the root of it is an illusion. It's a deceit. It's, it's fantasy. And that just, it ties in so well with what Paul is getting at here. The things that we think that, you know, give us prestige or standing or we're superior somehow, Paul says it is an illusion. Mm -hmm. It's, uh, it, there's nothing there. It's a fantasy. The only thing you can ground yourself in is in what God has done for you in Jesus. Cool. And that, that just, that stuck with me. And, uh, you know, it, it I couldn't couldn't quite find the place to fit it in the message, but uh, I, boy, that I, I really like that uh, that insight that mm -hmm. the prestige is just an illusion. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's really helpful to keep in mind, and um, I'm really glad you brought it up and cut for time because it definitely adds to the you know the scripture. I want to go back and reread now with that in mind. You know, as I yeah. read that last chunk, yeah. <clears throat> All right. Well, Jeff, thank you for wrapping up our series on Galatians. And now we're looking forward to the se uh, season of Lent and it will begin on Wednesday, which this podcast will come out Wednesday morning. And on Wednesday evening, we'll be uh, observing Ash Wednesday. So can you tell us a little bit about why faith has chosen to observe Ash Wednesday and have hold a service? Um, and why would you encourage um, our faith church attenders to come on a Wednesday evening and attend and be a part of the service. Yeah. So uh, what we're doing is actually reflecting an, an ancient and longstanding uh, tradition in the church. Uh, and, and that is one, the season of Lent uh, that we are heading into is again for centuries and centuries traditionally been observed as the 40 days leading up into Easter. And uh, there's a lot of reasons for that. Uh, traditionally, again, it was a time of self-reflection and uh, intentional focus on kind of humility and our need for a savior and why Jesus had to come. Uh, the start of Lent, uh, again, traditionally has been uh, Ash Wednesday. And it, it's a service in which we are invited, encouraged to remember our humility, in a sense, uh, you know, tying in maybe a little with how Paul, what Paul's been focusing on in Galatians, that we are creatures. We are creatures formed from the dust of the earth, and our mortal bodies are going to die at some point. And it's it's meant to be a sobering reminder, not not overwhelming, not depressing, but just especially in our culture, I think, uh, we don't like to think about death. We don't talk about death. It's, you know, we, we even use, uh, you know, little phrases to not say he died, we, well, he passed on, or he's no longer with us, uh, which is kind of understandable. We don't like to think about our mortality, but there's something good about thinking about our mortality. It's, it's grounding, it's centering, it's uh, sobering, and uh, it helps us. Uh, it's an invitation to um, 
repentance and recognition of our need for a savior that of course is over overshadowed by God's wonderful provision of the savior. So that's what uh, Ash Wednesday is. We, we gather to be reminded that we are from the dust of the ground and to the dust we will return. And, and in that we need and we have a God who knows how we are made and invites us to come to him in gratitude and repentance and trust. And then this coming Sunday, we're going to be starting a new series in Lent in the early chapters of Matthew, uh, seeing how Jesus is the fulfillment of everything that God promised and everything that God's people failed to live up to, Jesus has fulfilled. Uh, so as we go through these chapters in Matthew, we've got a couple of great devotional resources for people. It's a wonderful opportunity to pick up or reestablish the habit of daily reading and prayer with God. There's a family devotional, uh, especially for families with young kids. And then we have a daily uh, a kind of more adult uh, devotional uh, that is also going to be great going through the Gospel of Matthew. Okay. So if someone is interested, um, you can pick up the children or families devotional at church still on Ash Wednesday, and it should be at the kids' own desk. Or um, if you would like the adult devotional, you can just text the word Lent to our faith church number, 855-581-0388. Just go ahead and text Lent or Lent Devo or whatever. We'll get you on the list um, regardless of what you text in and you'll be texted and sent the, the devotional each morning. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Cut for Time. If you wish to submit questions to our pastors following their sermon, you can email them to podcast at faithliveitout.org or text them into our Faith Church texting number, and we'll do our best to cover it in the week's episode. If this conversation blessed you in any way, we encourage you to share it with others. Thanks for listening. We'll be back again next week.